Are you a professional real estate agent looking to get the competitive edge? Let's face it, the real estate industry is changing and we're going to show you how to change with it. So stop sending out mailers, cold calling dead leads, or even worse, attending network meetings. Become a modern digital agent with your hosts, Dwayne and Amanda Roberts. All right, just listed to the neighbors. This is actually a very underutilized method that will get you listings. Every single listing that you take, you really, really, really need to be sending out a postcard or a letter to the neighbors in that neighborhood, letting them know 123 Main Street was just sold. This is what it's listed for. This is the square footage. If you've been thinking about selling or if you're looking at buying, maybe you're interested in buying this property and selling yours. Here's my information. It's a very good, very, very good source of lead. It's a lead source. And a lot of people like to do business with people that other people are doing business with. It's called approval of others. It's a very, very good sales tactic. Just sold postcards or letters to the neighbors. So if you've sent out the just listed and now you're sending out a just sold, if they were already thinking about calling you, now you just push them over. And so even if you just got one listing from all of that, I mean, we're talking 10 to $20,000 commission, depending on what your price point is in your area. And so I think that's worth a little bit of postage and a little bit of effort to send those out. I mean, most of you probably know how to go into your MLS and get the surrounding areas. Most MLSs or tax records give you that option. If not, I'm sure your broker or someone in your office who's been in the business longer may know how to show you how to do that. All right, moving on. Just listed and sold in Facebook group. This is so easy. So, so easy to do. Now, there's lots of places that you can do this. You can do this in just a standard community group. This is a great way of getting your brand out there without selling anything because, you know, a lot of Facebook groups, they do not want self-promotion. They don't want you selling anything. And so when you go in and you share a picture of the house you just sold and you share a little brief little story. Now, people like stories. They don't want to hear, I just sold this 1,450 square foot house for $299.9 and blah, blah, blah in 15 days or whatever your that part of the story is. Now, they don't want that kind of stuff. They want to hear about how you helped a young couple stop renting and stop throwing money away on rent And now they can have a fenced backyard for their puppy and start their family and something that they've been dreaming of doing. They want to hear the story. And so if you do it that way, a lot of times the admins of the group will leave it, especially if you don't put a link to anything, because people can always click on your name and message you if they're interested in buying or selling real estate. So this is a great source. I do not want to overlook the fact that we should have happy home buying groups of our own that we are adding people to in our community. And I'll go over that a little bit more later. But if you're constantly posting in that group that you've helped somebody buy a house or you've helped somebody sell a house. And every single time you do that, you take a picture of the client standing in front of the house or at the closing table with a sold sign and you post that 
in your happy home buying group and you explain, you know, the story behind how you helped this family, how they went from, you know, an older couple went from two stories to one level and now their knees and backs aren't going to be hurting anymore and they're not going to be cleaning as much. Or you took this family from a two bedroom, one bath house that had four kids and you got them a four bedroom, three bath house. I mean, whatever the story is, share that with the picture. And eventually people are going to start seeing you sharing these stories over and over with different situations, different people, different houses, different days. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this person is like, this is a really popular agent and they really know what they're doing. They're helping a lot of people. And so they're going to be attracted to you because of that. And so I'll go over that a little bit more. Just listed and sold to your existing database. So many people get that commission check for when they sell a property or they put a buyer in a home and then they're like, I'm so glad that is over. That was so stressful. Like, oh my gosh, that inspection. I don't ever want to see or talk to this person ever again. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. As real estate agents, our job is stressful. We sometimes do not want to see or talk to that client again. But the reality is, is they were just as stressed out as you were, if not more so, because they didn't know what was happening. They didn't know, are they going to get the house? Are they not going to get the house? Are things going to fall apart? And people, they get really stressed out in situations and they say and do things that they don't normally mean to. But typically what my experience has been is if you worked with somebody once before, whether it was difficult or not, usually the second transaction is much smoother because they know you, they know your processes, they know your temperament, they know they can trust you because you saw them through to the finished line last time and they trust you with their family and their friends and with their future purchases as well. So don't shy away from clients because it was potentially a bad experience for you or them, or don't feel like you're bothering them. Like they're always going to be thinking, oh, she just wants me to refer business to her. Now, I really do believe that people want to refer business to you. They just forget sometimes if you're not constantly in their face, you know, sending them messages every now and then, hey, how's it going? How's your home? Are you enjoying your home? And I'll go into some details about that later, but always send them information about your listings because they may be thinking about buying or selling and they'd rather buy or sell from you. All right. Co-op or share listings with other agents. I kind of touched on this earlier. If you say, hey, you know, if I get a listing, do you mind putting it on the back of your flyers? And when you get a listing, I'll do the same. And hey, when I'm sharing things on Facebook, do you mind if I share your listings? And I'm cool with you sharing mine too, you know, just However you want to word it, it can be something like this great property just hit the market in a hot neighborhood. It's going to go fast. You don't have to say this is my listing. You're just talking about a hot property. It doesn't have to be your listing because if you're attracting the buyer, then that listing agent really shouldn't be representing both parties anyway. You should be representing the buyer and let them represent the seller. Why should somebody else get that business? So, That is how to get buyers and sellers from your existing listings and those in your office. Obviously, I could go into great detail. I could spend an hour on all of this, but we've got a lot of information to go through in a very short period of time. 
All right, moving on. How I turned a $7 lead into multiple transactions that totaled $22,197 in commissions. Mama got some new boots. I think I even bought a new car. No, actually, I'd already bought the new car. That was a Dodge Charger with a Hemi. That was a great car. Anyway, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> I'm going to take a moment, guys, to just take a drink. It's really hot in here. Dwayne's got a lot of equipment in here, and it is roasting up in this office. All right. 323 John Wright Road. You can look it up in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. It has sold again since I had last sold it. I believe this was back in 2016, I want to say, when this happened. So I got a lead and it was one of those $7 leads. Dwayne and I have been generating leads online for online for years. I don't remember exactly which platform we were using at that moment. I'm pretty sure it was Facebook, but the lead actually cost uh, $7. And so anytime I get a listing lead, I map it out. I map out all the properties that I got that week and I make a route and I go out and I visit them. I do not sit behind my desk behind a computer waiting for the phone to ring. You have to be proactive in your business. You are a real estate professional. Real estate is outside the four walls of your house and your office. If you want to sell real estate, you've got to get outside of the four walls of your home or office. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. I know there are a lot of states that have lockdowns and restrictions in place. Each state's going to be different. You're going to have to use your own judgment in this time in the world that we're living in right now. I know Florida I know you ladies probably won't have any issues getting out there and doing this. For some of the other states, I'm sorry. I'm, I really hope you guys can figure it out. But I'm going to go into this. I'm going to talk about this as if we were not in a pandemic. And then you can figure out how to tweak it and make it work for your situation. So normally I will go out and I have a route. So if I got 10 listing leads that week. I'm going to map them out. I'm going to go to MapQuest. I'm going to type in all the addresses and I'm going to map them out and I'm going to do a route. I'm going to make gift bags and I'm going to go take them out of the market. And I'll talk about that here in a minute. So with this particular property, I pulled up to the house. My first thought was, this is a gorgeous house and a great community. No HOA. Boom. I want this listing. They got the landscaping going on. This looks good. I get out. I walk down the sidewalk with my gift bag and I'm excited. I knock on the door. The second I knock on the door, y'all, this is in Tennessee now. I hear gunshots. I'm like, I'm out of here. I hang the gift bag and the flyer on the door and I made a beeline for the car. I got in the car and I took off. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know why there's gunshots, but I'm out of here. <laughs> so, I did not get two miles down the road and I get a phone call and it's the homeowner. And he goes, Hey, I just got your flyer and this bag you left on my door. And I was like, yeah, I was just there. He's like, well, are you still in the neighborhood? I'd love to talk to you. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. I was like, I'm sorry. I took off so fast. I heard some gunshots and I didn't know what was going on. He goes, oh, I was just out back target practicing. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I go back and they took me through the house. They showed me everything they had done, the hardwood floors, all the upgrades. And they said, you know, do you really think you can get this price? Cause I put what I thought I could get 
based off the tax records and, you know, the MLS information I got off the MLS, because I do a little bit of research and I'll go over that a little bit here too. I was like, yeah, actually, I think I do. And he goes, well, all right then. Well, let me talk to my wife and we'll call you back. So they called me back a couple of days later. I went back out to the house, went through the house, told them the things, you know, take down the family photos, fix this, that, blah, 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 get it ready. Told them it would be best to list on such and such a date. They said, great, we got it done. Okay. So we put it on the market. It sold within 24 hours. I had multiple offers, multiple offers. Okay. So we took highest and best, closed within 30 days. Boom. Easy money. Now they actually knew, actually it was 45 days because I had to find on my house. It took me two weeks to find on my house. And so I basically, I got two transactions right there just from a $7 lead that I went out and door knocked with my gift bag. Well, it gets better. So you can see here, 291 John Wright Road, the next door neighbor, literally the house next door. Now this house was about, I think it was at least 500 square feet smaller if not smaller, I want to say it was in the 1600 range. And the other house was like 2,500 square feet. Six months went by and we listed it and it sold for 10,000 more than the other house because the market had exploded. So guys, a $7 lead made me $22,197. Now you may be wondering exactly what it is that I say and do when I door knock. This is how you take a lead out of the market. You show up with a gift bag with very specific strategic items in the gift bag. It doesn't matter what the gift bag looks like. I'll be honest with you. I go to the Dollar Tree and I get them three for a dollar. My company colors are red and black. So I typically get the red bags. You can do the same thing if you want. They have white ones. So if you're if they don't have your company colors, you can just grab white ones. You can print little logos if you want and put them on them. I didn't do all that. I just did just a regular old bag with a little bit of tissue paper in it. Now, this next part is very, very important. Now, most of you probably have a name tag. I would hope so. You are a professional real estate agent. You need a name tag. If you do not have a name tag, get one. Because here's what's going to happen when you show up at that door unannounced. Now, granted, they were a lead. They did go online. They did have intent when they filled that form out with their name, address, email address, phone number, all of that, but they don't remember doing it half the time. And they definitely did not realize that when they did that, it was going to lead to you showing up at their front door. But it's okay. It's cool because 95% of the time, it's wonderful. The other 5% of the time, there's either a really big dog and you're just like, it's not worth it. You leave. <laughs> or occasionally they'll get rude. It's very, very rare. So Having the name tag, when you show up, here's what's going to happen. You've got the name tag on, right? You've got the gift bag in your hand. They're open in the door. It's Saturday between 10 and 2. This is the only time I go, Saturday between 10 and 2. I make my route. I knock on the door. They answer. They don't know who I am. They don't know why I'm there. They probably think I'm there to sell them a vacuum, but I'm not. They see this gift bag in their hand, and the first thing that goes to their mind is, is that for me? Then they look at your name tag. Who is this? What, who are they with? Then they look at your face. Then they look at the gift bag. Then they look back at the name tag. Then they look back at your face. All of this happens in a 30 second loop. 
about a 30 second loop. You got 30 seconds to tell them who you are, why you're there. And what I say is, hi, my name is Amanda Roberts. I'm with EXP Realty. You went online looking to find out what your home was worth. You filled out a form on my website and here I am. I'm here. I've got your information for you. And then you start going over the flyer. I've got this flyer here and I've printed it all out for you. This is specifically about your home. And they're all of a sudden looking at the flyer. How much is my home worth? Still in the back of their mind. What's this gift bag in her hand? So there's a process. Okay. What's in the bag? A special treat. I'm not talking about some cheap cookies from the Dollar Tree, okay? You can get the bag from the Dollar Tree, but the treat, it better be special. It better be something unique that they can't just get anywhere. And so what I would recommend, there is a really cool website. I think it's goldbelly.com. I can put that link in the comments later. And you can go and get these little mini loafs, these little mini bunk cakes. They have many different flavors, chocolate, vanilla, lemon, I think there's like a banana bread. There's different flavors. They're like $5.50. And if you order, I think it's 18 of them. If you get 18, it's like a hundred bucks and includes shipping. And so it works out to be about $5.50 a piece and you can freeze them. Now you really want something unique because later on after you've left and they're eating it. And maybe their husband or the wife wasn't there when you showed up, but now it's on the counter. Well, what's this? Where'd this come from? Who brought this by the house, Margaret? Some realtor. What? And then they start asking questions. Because who brings sweet treats like this for no reason, right? And so trust me, it's worth it. It is worth the expense. I've had people reach out to me after the fact and say, where did you get those? I really enjoyed that. And so it's it's really, it's a, an expense worth taking. Now, the refrigerator magnet, this is your Trojan horse. Pay very close attention. Nothing else in the bag matters as much as this. And here's why. People will throw your business card away. They'll throw the flyer away. They'll throw the bag away. They're going to eat the cake and it's going to be gone. But the one thing that remains, the one thing is this grocery list refrigerator magnet. They don't give a hoot that it's a magnet. They don't care that it's got your business card on it. What they care about is it's a grocery list because people love being able to jot things down real quick. And when they see that, their immediate reaction is to put it on the fridge. You do not know how many listing appointments that I've ran and I'm sitting at the kitchen table. And when they're not looking, I look over to the fridge. And guess what's on the fridge? my refrigerator magnet. They won't, they don't throw it away. They just can't. For some reason, they do not throw it away. I have never, ever, ever ran a listing appointment that I had not previously door knocked and my refrigerator magnet was on the fridge. I kid you not. Those are about a dollar a piece. They used to be 50 cents a piece, but they're about a dollar a piece now. Well worth the expense. A customized flyer. Like I said before, this is something that if you guys want my template, just let me know. Just say fly, type flyer in the comments and I will make sure you get this flyer. What this does is it's basically I've got their pertinent information on there. I've got their name, their address. I went and grabbed a picture of their house. 
either an old picture off the MLS or I went to Google and grabbed, you know, like a road shot of it. Bottom left, you're going to put your information. And then where I've got it highlighted, I put how much I think the house could be worth, you know, up to a certain amount. And then I put price per square footage in their area. I grab the square footage off the MLS or the tax records about their house. Again, I reiterate the purchase price, what I think somebody, you know, what we could list it for. And, you know, I don't, I don't buy listings like that. I don't say if I think it's worth 375, I don't put 400,000. There's a reason behind that. People who buy listings typically run into problems later on and it doesn't work out. I've just seen it happen time and time again. I'm one of those agents. I've never bought a listing. I never say a house is worth more than I think it's worth. That one particular house, I told him I thought I could sell it for 250. I actually sold it for 260, but that was a multiple offer situation. And the the person who bought it went over list price. So, you know, in situations like that, you know, you can't help it. But if you want a copy of that flyer, just type in the comments flyer and I'll make sure you get a copy of it. And then all you've got to do is just go in and just take my picture out and put your picture in and my information, put your information and then save it. And then every time you get a house, just go in and just take out, you know, the address and the price from the previous one and the image and just pop in a new one, boom, print it move on to your next one. It takes like no more than five minutes and it's very personal. It's very customized and it will get you phone calls. All right. So business cards, another thing you want to put in the bag, it's not crucial, but it will save you time and effort because even though you've got your business card on the refrigerator magnet in the bag, people for some reason have a tendency to ask for the business card. And I've just found that it's awkward to say, oh, well, you know, my business card's on the magnet. All of a sudden, it drew attention to the fact that, wait a minute, you put your business card on the magnet or I have to run back to the car and get a a business card. So just put them in the bag. You know, business cards don't cost that much. So you're saying you might be watching this and you may be thinking, well, I don't have any listings to leverage, Amanda. You know, I can't use signage. I can't use take one boxes. You know, what do I do? How do I get listings? Well, there are other agents in your office that have listings that you can leverage. All you have to do is get their permission. And so here's a list of people that I recommend that you ask. You can ask your broker. You can ask team leaders. You can ask other agents in your office. Maybe even reach out to other agents that you've done business with in the past. You represented one side of the transaction and they represented the other side. Reach out and say, hey, you got any listings that you want me to market on Facebook or behind my flyers and my take one boxes? I would love to show your listings. It's all how you frame it and how you ask. Most people are willing to let you share their listings. They want them to be sold. Another good source is agents who have mentored you or agents who have given presentations at your office. So typically speaking, an agent that gives a presentation at your office is someone who wants to help and they like helping other people. So if they've got listings, they'll be more than happy to share those with you. Ask your loan officer or title person, anybody else that's in the industry, if they know other agents that you maybe could co-op with like that. I'm not talking about splitting commissions. I'm not talking about splitting marketing dollars. I'm just talking about other agents who have listings that wouldn't mind you sharing those listings. That's all I'm talking about here. And then you can always just do an MLS search and look for hot listings and ask those agents. So moving on, how to get multiple offers on your listings every time. So let's say you have a listing and you want to impress the seller. You want to get them top dollar for the property and you're in a seller's market. So here's a couple of things that you can do. 
do a pocket listing blast. Now you may be thinking, what's a pocket listing? I'm sure most of you know what it is, but for the possibility that somebody doesn't know what a pocket listing is, that is a listing that's coming up that is not on the MLS currently. We like to call those pocket listings. And so what you can do is do a blast to your past clients, your, any past agents you've closed deals with, or anybody that you're connected on Facebook. You can do that through email, messenger on Facebook, even text messaging. I mean, if you've got hundreds of people in your database, though, you want to slow roll that over a couple of days because you will get shut down by providers. But the best place to do that is Facebook groups, groups that you're an admin of or a moderator or other groups that you're allowed to share things like that in a good source. Like when I was an agent in Tennessee, we had a group for agents in middle Tennessee, and we could go on there and share things like pocket listings. Now, these are a couple of strategies. I do not recommend these in every single market, nor do I recommend them at all times. These are just a couple of strategies you can try. For example, you can list the property. Let's say you know that you know that you know this house is only worth $275, okay? List it for $285. And, you know, let your seller know this is a strategy. It's just simple paperwork to do a price change. You've already done the contract. And most of you, it's like a page or two to do a price change. It's not a big deal. Everybody's using AuthentiSign or DocuSign these days. It takes a few minutes. List it 10000 above market or 5000 whatever you feel like, you know, is right. And knowing for a fact, you're not going to get a bite on it. Or maybe you do. Hey, great. Move on with it. But if you're doing it intentionally to do a price drop, so it's like you're marking it up to mark it down. And the reason you do this is I don't know if your hot sheets are like this or if you call it hot sheets, but basically the way the way it worked in our MLS is that when you have a property for sale and you do a price drop or price change, I should say, of $1,000 or more, it goes back onto the hot sheet. What do I mean by hot sheet? So if you've got clients that are set up in your automated emails, like you've set up searches for your clients that, you know, if a property shows up in this zip code for 250 or less, it's three bedrooms or two baths or more, and it's 1500 or more square feet, email this client those homes. Well, there are tons of agents out there who have set these up, okay, for their clients. And so when yours goes back on that hot sheet, and now it says price change, $10,000, all of a sudden they're like, oh, we got to go look at this. They're trying to move it. It's just a strategy. It's just a strategy. Another option, now this one's a little bit trickier, is to list 10,000 below market. Or say, for example, you know the house is worth 260, but 250 seems to be a common threshold. You know how people say looking up to 250 or up to 300, whatever that common threshold in your market is, but you know you want to get 260. Just go ahead and list it for $249.9. Let your seller know this is a strategy. You do not have to accept offers at $249.9. And the chances are, if you're in a seller's market, it's not going to go for that anyway. It's going to go for ten dollars to $20,000 or more. You're going to get a lot of people coming in to look at this house. Just let your seller know, especially if they got kids or dogs. Hey, listen, you're not going to be home for 24 hours. Just you might as well go get a hotel room because these people are going to be coming in your house constantly back to back with their agents. So that's another strategy. 
This is a good strategy that's worked. It just depends on the property. If you're in an average market where your price point's like 250 to 300, and this is a $500,000 listing, it's probably not going to work. But if it's in that 250 to 300 range, and that's your that's the hot range, then it will work. Hold an open house the same day you list. Put it on the MLS that all offers to be looked at after open house. This will push people to the open house and it also generate multiple offers for your client. Now, a lot of people say open houses are a waste of time. No, they're not. No, they're not. Now, I used to be that person. I'm not going to lie. My first five years in business, I refused to do an open house. I said they were a waste of time, but I'm going to tell you why they're not. I have gotten so much business from open houses over the years. I never sold the house that day. Was never sold that day to anybody who came to the open house. Never happens. Well, it didn't happen for me. I'm not saying it never happens. I'm sure there are people out there who've sold their listings at an open house. Never happened for me though. What is the number one goal of an open house? For you as the agent, what's the number one goal? To get leads. Now you think it's to sell the house, but you're really there to get leads. And if you know that going into it, it's not a waste of time. If you happen to sell the house at the same time, yay, it's a win-win, but that very rarely happens. So how should an open house be run? Well, you want lots of signage on every corner and on every main road. I'm not talking about two or three signs. I'm talking about, look at a map. Your house is here and there's a main road here and a main road here and a main road here. How are people going to get to this house from these main roads? And you need to have signs on each one of those roads. And as you drive down those roads and there's turns, there's a sign there. And as you drive from this direction, then there's a sign here. And you're literally leading them to this open house from all the main roads like breadcrumbs. And use balloons, lots of them. Balloons are cheap. I mean, even if you went to the Dollar Tree, which is a great source for marketing, if you haven't already caught that, you can buy a lot of balloons for a dollar each. I mean, a lot. Even if you got the big, bright, yellow, smiley face ones and put them on each one of your signs, if you were limited on your budget, balloons catch people's attention. Red balloons, yellow balloons, anything that's bright is going to catch their attention. And that's what you want. Now, setting the mood. I always play classical music softly at my open houses and I have a warm apple pie candle burning. The reason I do warm apple pie is it makes it smell like a fresh home-baked apple pie when they walk in the house and it just makes them feel like they're at home. You want to set the mood. This is crucial. And you want to provide refreshments. You know, a lot of people say it's a waste of time and energy. I say it's a business expense. If you're doing a lot of business, you're going to want tax write-offs anyway. If it's a higher end property, you're going to want to do wine and cheese on the lower end properties, maybe bottled water, cookies and chips. Now, a lot of people have trouble getting people to sign in. I don't do sign-in sheets at open houses. I just don't. People know when they're doing a sign-in sheet that they're giving you their information. Well, if they don't want you to have their information, guess what they're going to do? They're going to put false information or they're going to leave it blank. You don't want that. And it's a hassle. It's a hassle trying to get people to do that. So what I do, and it makes it so much easier for me and the potential buyers, is I do a drawing, just a simple basket. You know, again, you can go to the Dollar Tree 
and put together a nice little basket, spend about 20 bucks. You can maybe go other places and get, you know, I've got a picture of a wine bottle here. If you like wine and you're in a community that, you know, people like wine, put a wine bottle. People will, they'll fill out their information for a free bottle of wine. Absolutely they will. And I do a, I do a fish bowl. That's just my thing. I've always done fish bowls. I've been in business almost 20 years and I've always had a fish bowl at my open houses. Um, I do little slips and I have their name, phone number, email address, time frame that they're going to move, all the pertinent information that I want to know as a potential buyer's agent, what they're looking for. And if you guys want a copy of that sheet, I have printables where you can, they're already on the sheet and you can just cut that. Put um, OH form open house form, OH form, if you want a copy of that in the comments. Lastly, on your open houses, you want to advertise, 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 advertise. You can go and spend all the money on the signs, all the money on the balloons, all the money on the gift, all the money on the food and everything else. You can make it wonderful. But if you don't advertise to get people there, it is a waste of time and energy for you. So, here are some top places for you to advertise for free. I use community groups on Facebook. This particular image is a group that I built up, I don't know, five, six years ago. Mount Juliet TN Homes for Sale Rent. I also did one for Hermitage and Old Hickory. I was trying to own that market and I got my fair share of the pie. So what I did was I had built this up. I put homes in this group practically daily that were for sale, like first-time homebuyer range. And I also put homes that were available for rent. I did not go out and show rental property because we only made a hundred bucks if they did the lease and it wasn't worth my time and gas, but I put it out there for them. And so they could always call another agent to go see the property. They got, they joined the group to get the information. And so what happened was, is I added a lot of my friends, neighbors, and people that I was acquaintances with, along with past clients, I added them to this group. And what they saw was me going in there, like I said before, just sold another property to Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Mr. and Mrs. Smith just bought a home, you know, and they're seeing these pictures. And so what is that doing? It's branding me to them. And so I have this spread out over several zip codes. And so I ended up when I left Tennessee, this is a good friend of mine. So she now runs the group because I don't have a license in Tennessee anymore. I'm in Florida, which is why on my next image here, I did a Zillow search for open houses in Orlando, Florida. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but a lot of the big sites that the consumer goes to, I know as agents, we don't like those words. Zillow's a cuss word. I know, but they are a good tool for us as well because the consumer is going there typing in open houses because where else are they going to go? If they don't have a buyer's agent, how else are they going to find out about open houses for that weekend? And so you just got to go in there and make sure a lot of times the MLS will syndicate when you click a lot of, a lot of your MLSs are going to be set up similar to ours, where you can just go in there and click open house, put in the date and the time. And as long as you do it, you know, several days in advance, it will syndicate with these other sites, but I always go back and make sure because there is occasional time that it doesn't. And so I manually put it in to Zillow and some of the other sites. So those are a couple of good sources right there. Just And don't just do it once. Don't go in your Facebook groups and post it on Wednesday. Open house this Saturday, blow it up. 
every single day. When you get to the open house, go live in the groups and say, hey, I'm over here at 234 Stony Road doing an open house today. Go around and show the refreshments, show the house, do a tour. I'd love for you guys to come over and say hi to me. We're doing a drawing. We've got wine and cheese. It's a great day to look at property. Love to see you. Facebook Live it. In every one of those groups, you're going to get a lot of traffic that way. All righty, moving on. And do not forget to inform your past clients of any open houses you're conducting. Sometimes they'll just swing by and talk shop with you. They like to get the free stuff. Uh, you never know. It could lead to new business. They may be looking for themselves or family. And always, speaking of your database, always work your database. After being in the business for five years, this would have been way back in the early 2000s, I found out that over 50% of my business was coming from referrals just by keeping in touch with them. And this was before Facebook even existed, guys. And now I'm showing my age. <laughs> Ways to work your database. I'm going to go through this real quickly. Uh, monthly newsletters. Those are self-explanatory. You can always Google to get templates for that. You can email them or mail them. Annual CMAs on their home buying anniversary date. Do a comparative market analysis for your clients. If you sold them a property every single year on their property anniversary date, do a CMA. Do a comparative market analysis for their home. People do not realize how much their property has appreciated. The house that I'm living in now, I've been here a year and a half. When we purchased this home, we purchased this home for 308 a year and a half ago. It is now worth 360. Now, I'm an agent and did not know that. My friend who is an agent told me, do you realize your house is gone? It's worth about 360. I'm like, girl, no, it isn't. She goes, yes, it is. I looked it up. She was right. I didn't even realize it. And I'm an agent. So guys, these people have no clue. And don't let Zillow be their guide. Half the time it's wrong. Here's another great way to stay in touch with your database. Birthday and Christmas cards. If you don't want to remember, if you want to set it and forget it, send out cards is a great service. Or you can do it manually. It just depends on how many clients you have. If you've got, if you've only been in the business for two years and you've got 20 clients, might not be a big deal to sit down and manually fill them out. But when you got a hundred clients, sign up with send out cards and set it and forget it. Facebook group of past clients to update them on the market. Again, happy home buyer groups, groups like that one I set up, put them in the group. That way they're there. You don't have to worry about it. And everything that you post, they're going to see it. Now, here's a great one. Some of you probably are not doing a Facebook group specifically for home remodeling ideas for your clients. It's an extra step guys, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot to manage these Facebook groups. So be very careful when you decide to start a Facebook group that you are going to devote the time and energy to keeping the group updated because you, you're going to want to go in there and make posts constantly about home remodeling ideas, share coupons from companies like steam cleaning companies or gutter companies or people who will come out and clean their house or people who will pressure wash the house, pressure wash the driveway or do their landscaping. These are great ways to stay in touch with your clients. I like this personally because it's a one and done and I can use basically the same 
the same flyer for all my clients. Send out a list of home repairmen and landscapers in the spring and make sure you put courtesy of your name, your company. Hey, I'm still a realtor. I'm in the business. Remember me? This is a great way to add value to your past clients and stay in front of them without being pushy and saying, hey, I'm your realtor of choice. Remember, you know, this is a way to add value without coming across pushy. Annual get-togethers, this is a little bit of extra effort. It does take a little bit of money, but once you get a considerable database, honestly, by the time you get to the point where you're going to need a team, this is probably when you would start doing this, but it still doesn't hurt to start sooner. Annual get-togethers, you could do a Christmas party, although a lot of people are already going to Christmas parties, so maybe do a summer splash party if you have access to a pool. That's a great way to have like a little backyard get-together with your past clients. Automation is great, but just remember, guys, be personable. Thousands of dollars in commissions are on the line. Thousands. If you miss out on one client who bought a $300,000 house and sold their house, say for $250, that's almost $20,000 gone. All of these things cost very little money. Some of them take less time than others, some of them are fully automated and can make you thousands of dollars over the life of your business. Don't just think about the money you want to make today. Think about the money you want to make in the future, because if you set it up right now, you will be making money hand over fist, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. I still get phone calls from past clients from Tennessee, and I've been gone for almost two years. Hey, Amanda, we're thinking about selling our house. Oh, sweetie, I'm in Florida, but I've got a great agent. Let me give you her name and number. She will be more than happy to take care of you. I've lost probably $50,000 in the last six months just because I don't live there anymore. Guys, if you set it up right, you will make money for the rest of your career. All right, moving on. The goal is to get to the point you are no longer doing these things alone because it's a lot to run a business on your own. Trust me, I know but we can teach you how to leverage a team and make even more money with less stress. The first steps to building a team, and I'm going to go through this pretty quickly too, because I am over on my time. I love, I love sharing this information with you guys and I just get excited. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry that I've gone over. Watch the replay if you've got to (laughs) go. Step one to building a team lead generation mastery. You have got to generate more leads than you can personally handle. You've got to have a lead machine that's running constantly, giving you leads. And then when you get to the point where you cannot handle them all, it's time to start a team. Step number two, have a system. People run systems, systems run teams. You need a system in place to run a team. The next steps is you're going to want a buyer's agent. Don't go out and hire five buyer's agents or five seller's agents and five buyer's agent, one, one good buyer's agent. And most hungry new agents will work for a 50-50 split because they're not having to spend the time, energy, and money to market. And they're going to get the referrals from that client and they're going to get the repeat business in the future. And so, yeah, I know that takes money away from you, but you can't really trace that past the one, you know, the one lead. So, you have, to, you have to explain it to them correctly. They have to understand. You have to cast the vision on being part of a team. And we'll, we can go over that more if you decide to do a game planning session with us. Now, step four in building a team is getting a good seller's agent. Now, once you get to the point where you cannot handle all the listing appointments anymore, it's time to hire a listing agent. 
And you could easily accomplish that by the end of this year if you don't already have a team. Now, branding yourself as the industry expert, it does come with time and experience, but we can help you accelerate that. And once you've branded yourself as the industry expert, you're going to get more business than you know what to do with. There are lots of ways to brand yourself, but in my honest opinion, nothing works better than excellent customer service. You treat your clients right, you stay in touch with them, and you will build a large database of repeat business for years to come. Now, the next steps are up to you. Taking your business to the next level is as simple as scheduling a 15-minute game planning session phone call with us. You will be matched with one of us here at Marketing and Conversion, and this is actually a free call to help you, and we're not going to sell you anything. Now, what can you expect on the 15-minute call? We're going to ask you some questions about your business. We're going to dig in a little and find out what's holding you back from going to that next level. If you're an agent that's only closing two deals a month and you want to close five to six, we're going to try to figure out what's going on with you there. What's, what's your market like? What's worked for you in the past? What's not working? And then we're going to strategize with you. We're going to come up with the next steps. We're going to come up with a game plan to help you get to the next level. Now, on the 15-minute call, we just want to help. That's our goal. We just want to help. We want to figure out, you know, what it is that you need, what you're missing, what the missing ingredient is, and we're not going to sell you anything. Again, this is not a sales call. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go ahead and type the word increase in the comments. That is going to trigger a member of our team to reach out to you with a link so you can schedule a 15-minute game planning session call with Dwayne or myself. You actually get to choose. So if you prefer the female version, that's me. Or you can talk with Dwayne. Dwayne's a wealth of information, as I'm sure you all know at this point. But we both can help you strategize and figure out what it's going to take to get to the next level. Now, before I go, I want to leave you with a few more nuggets. I want to teach you how to get more listings organically. You can always pay for leads. We've got great ads that we've proven over the years that work. Our agents are getting leads very inexpensively, but there are ways to get listings for free, guys. It just takes a little bit more time and it's a little bit more of a slower roll. But here's a couple of ideas, things that have worked for me over the years. It may not work in your market. Your expireds and withdrawals may be dried up. People may have already worked them, but there are sellers out there who have expired. They wanted to sell, but for some reason they didn't. You know, maybe their house was overpriced. Maybe the home needed repairs. Maybe they were just difficult. <laughs> who knows? But it expired and it hasn't been relisted. You can do the exact same thing that I did earlier when I explained to you earlier about door knocking. You can do the exact same thing with expireds and withdrawals, guys. Ex withdrawals, are a little bit different than expired. Withdrawals are people who had it listed, took it off the market, something came up. Either A, the house they wanted to buy sold, or they lost their job, somebody died, they had an emergency come up, something major changed, and they had to withdraw it. And so those are a couple of good ways to generate business. I've used expired and withdrawals and, and got a lot of business from that over the years. Additional lead source are renters and rentals. Apartment complexes are great lead sources for potential buyers every month. Tenants are moving in and out, and quite a few of them are buying a home or would buy a home if they understood the home buying process. So it's your job as a professional to explain that to them. Uh, rentals. Now, 
a lot of times people assume that somebody is renting a home because they want rental property. They want to be a landlord. And that's just not true. A lot of times people rent their home because they have no other choice. They tried to sell it and they couldn't and they had to rent it so they could cover the mortgage. Maybe they had a job transfer. Maybe there was a divorce. Maybe there was a death. There's some reason they're renting it and they really don't want to rent it anymore. And so if you go back on your MLS and you look at property that will say, you know, that we're in January. So let's say you go back and look at property that went up for rental in your MLS, say last March. Well, if they rented it in March, it's a pretty good chance that those leases are coming up the end of February. So you can go to the tax record and find out who owns that property and send them a letter or a postcard. Or if you're lucky enough to find them on Facebook or phone number, reach out to them and say, hey, you know, that property over at 392 Main Street, I saw that you had it rented. You rented it out last March. I'm assuming that the tenant will, their lease will come up the end of February. Are you planning on renting that again? Or would you like to just sell that outright? I would love to give you a potential sales price on that. I can look that up for you and let you know how much you can sell it for. A lot of the times, like more than 50% of the time, they're going to say, yeah, I've been thinking about selling that property. How much you think I can sell it for? Boom there's your listing. And then you take everything else I showed you at the beginning of this and apply that to that listing and leverage the heck out of it to get more business. That isn't going to cost you a penny. (laughs) Guys, it's been great being on here talking with you. Have a great evening. And it's been great sharing these tips and tricks with you. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Modern Digital Agent Podcast. We hope this episode was insightful and helps you become a well-oiled real estate marketing machine. If you're looking to become a modern digital agent, don't forget to check out our training platform at moderndigitalagent.com. Until next time, be safe and remember you're only one system away.